Hello and happy Labor Day for those that are representing that in the U.S. here. And we are here, the Dance of the Soul, with Regan Forston and myself, Natasha Venter, who we are here to help you grow and be aware of life as it is in a bigger picture. And so we're grateful that you are here to be, do the dance with us today as Regan here, who is a hypnotherapist, clinical hypnotherapist, who is tremendously gifted being just even himself <laughs> in the dance of the world of life. And, you know, and we are talking today about how jobs and the, the dance of why are we here? Why do we get put into these situations? We thought it was a good uh, conversation for Labor Day. And I being a psychic medium uh, uh, in personal awareness life coach that, you know, we both like to bring awareness as to where and what's going on. So Regan hasn't been here. He has been traveling. Um, hello, yeah. Veronica. Um, Veronica, um, Hi, Veronica is saying hello. Uh, hello. And, uh, you know, if they're just going to say those little high dances and stuff like that, I'm just going to just say that. So, uh, and uh, so you have been in Mexico getting your van painted, if I can say that. And I already yeah. did. So I guess I can say that. <laughs> and, and you've been doing these adventures, you know, finding this, job that you have and it kind of folded into being taking care of this van yeah. that you have well I, you know i live in san francisco but i uh I, I go down to southern california three or four times a year to see clients and i do a couple of life between lives sessions um down there um which were amazing um matter of fact one of them um i'm going to be on her show uh, later she has a, a, a a, pretty, a podcast like ours, but she deals with everything having to do with um, death, you know, things that people don't like to talk about. And she interviews people uh, from all kind of walks of life, different religions and things to see different traditions, you know, about death. And she personally, she works in hospice for children that are dying and um, um, mm -hmm. doesn't charge a penny. She's just there with the children to, to talk to them and to soothe them, to be there with the parents. Uh, to help them through the situation, because that's one of the toughest things, of course, is if you have a child, you know, that's dying. Oh, and, it, it's uh, beyond, it's it's beyond anything we can grasp onto is why is yeah. our children leaving us? So, yeah. She's been surprised how, how much easier it, it seems to be easier for the children than it is for the parents watching, you know. Uh, somehow children at that age, uh, when they're young and innocent, they're, they're a little I more connected to the I think your Wi-Fi is a little slow, side. Regan. <laughs> uh -oh. Okay, how about now? Maybe I'm moving around too much. How is it? Is it <clears throat> jumpy? Uh, okay, you want me to... Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll... I'll 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 uh, hang up and come come back in with the fresh line. Mm -hmm. See what happens here. Okay. See you in a minute. Am I freezing up or is it you? I think we're both kind of struggling. I, there might be something going on with Wi-Fi today. Because mine's showing low too. So. Um,
Okay. Okay, there we go. We're back on. Okay. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that you know we're he we're here and it's you know our internet. I don't know what's going on. Internet yeah. even went off, and so if we have troubles today, we'll come back on tomorrow. But yet at the same time, we want to work with this and do what we can do and be who we are, and yeah. it's amazing. So. Um, uh, can you hear me better now? Uh, hello from the planets that are in retrograde. Is this from all the planets in retrograde? You know, I don't know, um, Veronica. Thank you for being here with us because, you know, Mercury is kind of going to be going into retrograde and, and it's going to be happening soon. We have Uranus and Mars and we have a bunch of different planets going into retrograde. So it's it's one of those dances that we all have to do it. And we should actually do a show on perseverance. <laughs> Yeah. The, the perseverance thing about going through this job and managing us and, you know, it, it's one of those things. But mine is showing, oh, there it goes back up a little bit. So um, it, it's showing that my my Wi-Fi is a little bit wonky. So it, we've we actually might be having troubles with squirrels more than planets right now because uh, the squirrels are doing their thing of chewing and that kind of stuff. So my husband has been saying our TV has been acting a little weird. So I may need to call the cable company and say, uh, I think the squirrels have been busy again. <laughs> Same. Somebody has that job. So somebody has that job to come out. And, and uh, it isn't interesting how no matter, you know, what job there is, there's, you know, 99. You know what I'm going to do? Somebody I'm gonna do will this. fill it. On my, I'm going to go on my data. I'm going to go on my mobile data and go on on my phone. Okay. What's that? Okay, so I am. I'm going to go on my mobile. 
to do to do to do to do There we go. I had to get on, on my mobile data. So, because okay. <laughs> I think the squirrels have gotten into my uh, internet. So with that, that, uh, you know, it's one of those things. So here I am again. So sorry, everyone who's been on. Thank you for your patience. And yeah. now we can get all going with the show because I know that my, uh, the system is kind of wonky today. And, you know, that's the thing about life, you know, when we're doing jobs and doing things like that, that, you know, it's all about perseverance. Oh, it is. Okay. You know, it's all yeah. about working through things and, and doing things. And it's, it's amazing when we're, um, when we're processing a lot of this dance that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and thank God there's, um, for all, it seems like any problem we have, there's somebody that has a job that can fix it. You know, I mean, isn't it interesting how uh, practically every job that there is, there's somebody to fill that spot, you know, so, and uh, it makes this, uh, you know, makes the world go round, you know, like what would happen if our cable goes down, they didn't have anybody trained to fix it. You know, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's amazing. You know, and you're going to find some of the cable guys come out and you talk to them about their job and they'll go best job I ever had. Oh, I love it. And I love working with the people. And another guy's going to come out and say, oh, my God, I can't wait. This this is horrible. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm working with a bunch of idiots and, you know, and it could be the same job, but they have this different perspective. And it's for one, it, it meets their needs and the other one, it doesn't seem to, you know. So um, spiritually speaking, you know someone who doesn't like their job, they, they got some work to do and they have to figure out, well, are they supposed to be in this job and learn something from it? And, it, and the difficulties they have are the difficulties there to teach them something because everything is about learning or um, do they need to learn to look out for themselves better and go find a better job, you know? So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's no, there's no clear cut answer only, you know, it's just like relation, you know, job is just another relationship, you know, another form of relationship. We have our relationship with our spouses, with our friends, and then there's our relationship with work. And um, sometimes there's dysfunctional, really bad relationships that way with work. And sometimes they're absolutely wonderful. But just like in a relationship, you know, you know just to cut and run every time there's a problem is probably wrong because there's if if there's something in a relationship that's not working and I would say most of the time it's because there's something there we need to learn. You know, we need to learn to communicate or we need to learn to accept others or get along. Um, exactly. Or even just learn to be where we're at. Yeah. Learn to. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Learn that 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 moment is is about 
being here in this moment? And what can we in this moment observe? You know, that's where I find that me stepping into gratitude really helps me to negotiate a lot of the waters that I'm in, even if it's in an argument, even if it's in a, uh, and I made a video of it last night, you know, even if it's in, you know, being in the middle of a classroom where there's, you know, kid that's screaming at the top of her lungs and everybody's in there doing this, you know, that, you know, what do we do to negotiate those waters of, of being in the moment and what is it here to be with us? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, people that come to me for life between lives um, therapy, as I call it, this is where in a deep state of hypnosis, people actually, uh, they can visit past lives and go beyond that to the place we go between lives, which some people call heaven. But when they do that, I have a prepared list of questions and um, that they want to have answered. But the second thing they do is they make a list of the important people in their life, uh, the people that have been you know, easy to be around. The people have been hard to be around. Uh, and a lot of times that coworkers come up, you know, like they, they say, well, this person's in my life and this person makes my life hell at work. And I don't understand why they're in my life. Well, when you go to the other side, you can actually have a conversation with the soul part of that person. that's always in heaven. And you can ask questions why. And a lot of my clients have been shocked, <laughs> you know, and they find out, oh, my gosh, uh, I was mean to you in the last life. So <clears throat> now I've come down on this life to get some of my own medicine and to have to learn learn to not want to go into the next life and be mean to them. You know, you, you, you want to learn that the bucks stop somewhere and you got to stop it in this life so you don't just keep continuing it. But <clears throat> finding out why we have relationships and, you know, some people, a lot of people spend more time with coworkers than they do their spouses, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, more time communicating, more time at work, more time on road trips or business trips and things. And, uh, and their, their home life or with their kids and family is secondary to that sometimes. You know, so <clears throat> jobs, we learn a lot. It's not, just the, it's not just the skill that we learn, but it's the learning how to deal with people. You know, learning how to problem solve. Um, so jobs are, you know, really, really important you know, that way. So, you know, and some people, some people are meant to have a job where they can be around lots of people. Other people want more solitude. They want a kind of job where they're kind of working by themselves, you know, sometimes. Uh, so, you know, how, how do you, you know, unless they go to someone like, um, like you, Natasha, and you can give them some little advice maybe about what they'd be most suited to or the type of work they would look for, because <clears throat> you're very intuitive that way. Um, it's really difficult for people sometimes to find just, just like finding that perfect mate, you know, how difficult it is. Same thing with the job, you know? Exactly. And that's one thing that when people ask me that question, I kind of take myself intuitively off the list because of the fact that, or the, off the, um, off the call. Cause it, for me, I can give them hints on what would suit their soul. But yeah. it's what their physical brain, what their physical body, what their physical knowings would want to do. And so that's where I start taking them back and we start making lists. You know, we really start taking the list of, you know, what does what makes you happy? It's not yeah. the happy of ha ha ha. That's a funny joke. It's that happy. That's that that joyfulness. It's the it's that awareness 
of coming th forward that can bring us into that moment. And, you know, it's like, you know, like somebody who's been a house, a housewife, a mom, uh, you know, someone who's taking care of the, the, the home during the day and, and, and taking care of the family. And then the kids start growing up and it's like, what do we want? What do I want to do? And sometimes I go back to childhood. What is that thing that you really enjoy doing when you, I enjoy talking with people. Oh, so now what did you learn during those years of being at home with your children? Oh, I learned this and I learned that. And then, okay, so what can we do to combine those things? Do you still enjoy talking with people? You know, do you still enjoy that moment? And so it's getting back into that joyful moment of being where they are. Because I know for me that, that helping people has always been my soul's calling since day one. Now, how that logistically played out was not necessarily being a counselor, even though I, I wish I could have, but with my dyslexia, schooling was like, you know, something that would take a year for someone to do would take me five years to get done. And that wasn't logistically, it, it would have beaten me down more than it would have filled me up. And so with that, that I, that's where my intuitiveness was called in. And it was like, oh, I can be a life coach. I can be something. I can, I, I have a minister's license. You know, I can be more of a counselor. I can be more of these logistical things that my soul already knows because it's done it for so many lifetimes. Yeah. And so with that, it's that fine line of being where like for you, you know, you've had a couple of different jobs that have kind of played out where with me, I've always been a teacher. I've always been, you know, and that's basically what a counselor is as a teacher. You know, it's it's that bringing forward. And I've always been one that it's like these teaching moments that I've had with people. And it's been a gift to be able to do that. And thank you, Joe, for your comment. I really appreciate that. Uh, and so going forward in our knowings that, you know, being part of um, this job scenario you know sometimes we're you know like i mentioned in the on the comments about how do we get put into jobs that we hate you know why do we get put into jobs that we hate you know and stir the pot it's you know there it, it's it's an interesting process of why does the universe put us in certain situations and sometimes yeah. we're not even in a job that we hate it could be we're in a relationship that we hate it could be that we're in a car that we hate it could be in a scenario that we're that we hate you know why are we am i in a friendship with someone who hates me you know it, it's one of those things so regan do you have something well you know is both of us are life coaches so there's the spiritual aspect mm -hmm. and then there's the practical earth aspect so what I try to do to whittle it down, you know, because sometimes it seems so overwhelming. People go, what am I going to do? I don't know. You know, well, you can do things like, first of all, you can figure, I ask people, are, are you a, a soft body or a hard body person? In other words, a soft body uh, can't go out and hammer nails all day. You know, they can't be out in the elements or something. Some people have the type of bodies that they have that do better and work well with jobs that are that are very physical, you know. So, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, there's about half the jobs in the world are real physical and half are more intellectual or mental or, you know, that sort of skills. So, you know, uh, when I sit down with someone, the first thing we do is we do things like this to kind of find, you know, to whittle it down, you know, because then it's, it's easier to kind of look at, you know, if you eliminate, let's say if, if, if a person's uh, loves the outdoors, you know, like they feel when they're inside and they, they, they think of themselves wearing a suit and tie every day, sitting at a desk. 
you know, so a lot of people would go, oh, yeah, I could do that. And then so other people go, then, oh, okay. Well, then we've just eliminated a lot of different jobs that we don't even have to go look at, you know. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we want to find out their, their physical, you know, what kind of shape are they in if they're outdoors? Uh, are these guys that could, you know, like some of the PG&E guys that could climb poles all day and no problem, you know? Um, or are they a bit overweight? And, and, you know, even though they like being outdoors, uh, are they not, you know, someone they could do? So there's a lot you can do to get it narrowed down to the kind of work, you know, that people. And then you say, okay, with these categories that are left then, uh, can you see, you know, can you see yourself, uh, you know, nine, to, are you nine to fiver or do you have the type of personality that's more of a, you know, more of an entrepreneur, you know, I mean, someone that needs to, to, to feel fulfilled, that needs to be their own boss, that needs to be able to, uh, you know, to um, have a skill that they can have and, and just be one unto themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and then again, if they decide to do that, then you have to whittle it down. Well, what are your what are your skills? What are you good at? What what do you have that other people need or want or what kind of service could you provide? Uh, you know, and then it gets down to, well, they could do this. But then is it going to take you going to go to a trade school or do you need to go to a college or do you not? You know, do you just need to like right now um, we have a relative that uh, uh, has uh, the abilities to be an excellent chef. And just loves it, you know, and actually uh, didn't have the money to go to school, but managed to finagle a job in a Michelin star restaurant. Okay, so while there, just worked really, really hard. The master chef that's there took him under his wing and he learned so much, almost more than he could learn in college. He learned so much so that he was able to go and apply for a job to be a head chef at a high end restaurant at 23 years old. Okay, and that pretty wow. impressive. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon he's got these um, sold out. Uh, you know, for two years he did that. He, he had sold out um, uh, menus. You know, people would come in, they'd pay 120 bucks a meal, and he would do like a six course like gourmet meal. You know, did very well at that. But then he kind of got burned out uh, because it's very high high stress. There's a lot of drugs, alcoholism problems. Um, and stuff, you know, so here's a young man that has a passion, uh, is done extremely well, shows that he's capable, but now he's got to adjust because he doesn't want to be in that environment, that pressure environment now where drugs and cocaine and, and, uh, and that is, is involved. And so he's got to kind of take a step back now and try to figure out, okay, I have these skills. I want to be, you know, want to be a chef. So what, what I'm saying is that, you know, some people have these abilities, but you can get into a dysfunctional part using those abilities, or it may take some doing to find a way to do it the right way, you know, uh, you know, that way. So some people, you know, don't need to go to college, you know, they can just learn, you know. So uh, here's one suggestion or one one thing that we've come up for this particular person, and um, he's exploring right now. He's young still. He's not uh, married, so he doesn't have, you know, people under him to take care of. Uh, he's saved up enough money to go to um, Europe. So what he wants to do is to go over there to volunteer to work for free or for little for these high star restaurants in these different countries and go from country to country for a while, you know, working six months at some of the best restaurants in Europe and then uh, maybe come back and try to see if he can start his own you know, you know, come up with the funding and, and stuff. So that's, 
I, I thought that's pretty inventive, you know. I mean, he'll be working for free or for very little, but he can do it because he's single now, you know, and he can see the world. Uh, he can learn skills. He can learn recipes and things that he never would be exposed to before. So I think that's a, a pretty clever, you know, um, uh, pr pretty good, pretty good uh, scenario there, you know. Yeah, well, that's a good way. And that's the thing is, is that our jobs, our physical nine to five ish, whatever it is, jobs are here to really help us find a path of who do we want to be inside. You know, it's not necessarily what we're doing. It's but how we're doing it. How are we managing it? And, and hi, Katie. Um, yes, it is Labor Day for us. And, and thank you very much for um, uh, for mentioning uh, Happy Labor Day. She's uh, and then uh, oh, it's not working. Yet. There we go. Uh, so I'm going to make a little uh, squirrel moment here for anybody who's <laughs> popping in. We've had some technical problems. Uh, Regan's uh, internet or, or Wi-Fi is, is is lagging a little bit, and I had to jump off my computer and onto mobile my mobile data on my phone because we were having problems. So if there's any lagging or anything, we do apologize. You know, we have a lot of planets in retrograde right now that are tossing us around, and I think Mercury is starting to do its walk into retrograde. So, yeah. technology, language, communication, and all those kinds of things are starting to um, to negotiate a little differently. And so, well, perseverance, perseverance, patience, yeah. and and practicalities are going to be part of the scenario. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering now, Kate. Let's see. It's four o'clock here i'm guessing it's probably gosh four in the morning or five or six in the morning where kate is in england right now it depends on where she's at yeah well I, but i mean it's probably like kate if you uh, if you're still there what do you do for a living and do you like your job or tell us about a little bit more about you you know why we're, we're, we're talking about this we like it when people interact and uh, and it maybe uh uh, Natasha can can help guide you in some way, give you a little reading or something. Like how well, this is, I think this is Kate who who's been uh, on with us a couple of times. Oh, okay. so oh, yeah, because um, she has the same color and everything like that. So with yeah. that, the the you know one thing that I noticed too that there's a lot of kids that come in and they say, oh, I want to be a vet or I want to be this, yeah. I want to be a fireman. And a lot of times that we get these ideas from a past life, you know, we yeah. fall into these things because we've done something like that in a past life. And, and that's one thing that I, uh, that people, if they can understand is that a lot of times it's not necessarily what we do physically. It's the theme that we're doing that can have our soul do its walk. For me, I've always, my soul has always been, one who's been either a counselor type, a healer, an intuitive um, person. Um, and I've been uh, been working on, you know, many lifetimes of, of healing, doing healing type of work or, or some kind of Wiccan dance of, of, you know, witchery and, you know, these, these different things. And so in this lifetime, and it's all been the theme of teacher. It's all been the theme of, of being and many of us continue that kind of especially healers of some sort like you you're, you're talking about being on a show with someone who deals with people who have passed and uh, or who are, are passing away and she works with children yeah, who are passing children and a lot of us that do that calling 
are very much part of our our soul's walk. It's not necessarily, and then our physical being, our physical body, does that, um, and it has to carry along with the work, you know, type of thing. Yeah. And and that's where we, sometimes we struggle with that calling and what our physical body can do. And it's it's an interesting balance. So Katie, she says um, she's um, currently um, out of work and finishing up with my education. I um, so she says I'm I'm hoping to Health work in the care. social. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right, the paramedic. I remember now. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and that's it, it, that's great. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying that yeah. you know, paramedics. I, my hats off to them because it takes um, uh, it takes a really, really um, I say special person to be able to do paramedic work. I think we mentioned that before because. They're around, you know, the extreme stress, uh, and they're around other people who are going through extreme stress. So, so they have to be very centered. Uh, that's why, Kate, I would I would say start now if you don't already. Start a really good meditation practice uh, because that's going to help keep you centered, and it'll also too help you keep um, uh, uh, the the wall between here and the other side a little thinner. So the your your guides or angels that are watching over you that try to help give you that intuition to do the right thing for the people that you need help you'll be more open to making the right decisions in that uh and that's the thing too is you know we, it, in the business that natasha and i are in we're here just to get people to realize that that um uh you know it's very very important to begin to act, you know, act in this life um taking into consideration the higher part of the, you know, the soul part of yourself the whole time, because um, life can be so much uh, easier, easier to navigate when you get help from the other side. You know, it's like it opening, your, opening yourself up to, to your own mediumship in a way, your own way of, of uh, handling your intuition and everything. Cause uh, if she's, in, she's going to be in a lot of life and death situations. And sometimes you need to make decisions in the moment. So she needs to be really, really centered, you know, she needs to be centered and, um, yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, ready to, ready to go. So, um, I, and I know for me that, that me being intuitive really helps me, even if I'm just in the education system of, of the elementary school that, um, and she says a hundred percent, uh, and hi guy, how are you doing? Thank you very much for, um, we're doing great. We're having a little technical problems here, but we're met, persevering Amen. through it. Just like a lot of people have to do. So with that, the, you know, for me being intuitive, there's many a times where I tune in to the energies around me and it really helps me to negotiate. So like if I am in a classroom where there's a very, um, you know, a young one, second grader who's screaming because she's having a hard time right then. And, you know, and I have the ability to, to negotiate it instead of falling into the problem, falling into the scenario, being reactive to the problem. I can actually kind of stay a little bit up and out of it and, and, and help the other people, the other students, the teacher, negotiate a little bit differently, even though I wish I had earphones in, you know, or earplugs in, but at the same time though, it gives me the ability to, um, to step into being the greater picture for what's happening, be the stable one. So when somebody looks at me, instead of being frantic and, and, and going off the rails that I can say, it's okay, we're going to be okay. 
that's okay. You know, it's hard on me too, you know, and they look at for us to be able to, um, to negotiate through the scenario that's going on. So then they come out of it a little bit cleaner. So, uh, so let's see. Uh, Kate says, um, taking a little break um, in the meantime to make sure that that's what I want to do oh, as well as working with myself, the best vision before I do. Great job because you cannot, Katie, you cannot be ready for what you're going to be into until you do it. But yet you can do certain skills so that you, that's the thing is that I find that people who are very spiritual, sometimes they're not spiritual in the heat of things. And so if we can yeah. practice through, so if you can practice some of the spirituality, when you go into a grocery store, practice some of the spirituality, when you're in the middle of a traffic jam, practice doing some of these things that you want to in the middle of, of a, of a, of a situation. If you're in with your family and there's a situation going on, Practice your deep breathing in those moments. Practice those things so that yeah. when you are in the scenario of struggle, then you're, it comes to you easier instead of trying to practice something when it's uh, uh, that, uh, that it's, uh, it's a struggle for everything to be. So, Mike, you've been here, too. Thank you very much for being here. Hey, Mike. So, uh, from Manchester, England. Oh, we got two from, from that area. Um, yeah. My beloved cat. Fluffy Kings passed away last week. Oh, wow. Matt, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's... Um, we're, oops, there's a huge doorway open right now for our loved ones. Four-legged, three-legged, you know, two-legged, one-legged, you know, no-legged. <laughs> <laughs> um, Multi-legged uh, to, to go. And it's going to be this way for a, a little while. And I, I'm, I'm so sorry. It's... Um, Kate says, uh, I don't live um, that far from um, Manchester. Um, oh. it, it is a small world. Yes, Katie, it is a small world. Um, yeah, there we go. Off, yeah. off, off, off. Sorry, I have to touch things with my phone, and it's very sensitive. So if I touch it once, it wants to go back and forth. So, And here again, we're struggling with technology, but we're persevering. And I think that's the... Um, she had four legs. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, and it was not a joke, my dear. I'm just saying, though, that, you know, I want to honor people who who have lost something because I've had a dear friend who just lost um, his her mother and I'm, I'm ready to lose a dear friend myself. And I've lost a couple of dear friends. And, you know, it's it's it's, you know, we've lost a lot of people through COVID. This is another layer of, of I feel like that are going to be passing through in a different way, you know, of cancers, of strokes, of, you know, those people that were able to make it through COVID, but yet there's something that's going to be coming in that their bodies had too much stress during that time and they might have done it. And I know our pets, our wonderful uh, pets um, have carried us through a lot of stress. Yeah. And so their bodies don't necessarily, um, don't necessarily uh, handle the stress like we do. And, and so the body kind of does get stressed out and gets challenged. And then, um, and, you know, for me, like when my, my 
my feline, my cat passed away on the same day as my job ending. It was, I took it as a message that it was time for me to walk through a new doorway. And it was for me to stand on my own two feet because I loved my Maya so much, but she was my center. You know, she helped center me. And, and now I need to do things without being centered. So that's, you know, um, uh, yes, we got to stay strong and cry. We can be right. strong and cry. We can be strong and be sad. We can be strong and and know, but it's that it's it's that form of perseverance that um, that knows that like like I tell the universe, I may have to sit down for a few minutes, but I'm gonna get right back up and go forward. You know, yeah. and so it's okay to sit down for a few minutes, and it's okay to sit down and get back up and sit down and get back up grief is an interesting process and and a lot of people don't understand it could be just a thick fur as a as a cat dog snake you know mouse whatever it is to someone losing a, a family member because sometimes those animals are just as much our 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 holder onders yeah. <laughs> there's and no better here's, way here's the good news too and the reason now this is just from research for, through the newton institute you know, we've had 70,000 people now that have been able in a deep state of trance um, go to the afterlife and back. And your pet is there. Hi, you Katie. Mm -hmm. yeah, pets pets are soul, too, just like we are. And um, when my clients are there, one of the most uh, uh, one of the best parts of their adventure when I have them spend a couple hours in heaven is uh, reuniting with uh, pets that have passed on. And um, it's it's uh, tears coming down their eyes. A lot of times and they go oh there's my here's my oh my god and the thing is because your soul you can actually communicate with them just like you do people over there you know you can actually have a conversation mm -hmm. with the soul uh, over there uh one of the ones we laughed about a few weeks ago is uh, oh the thing we realized too is all of us always have part of us in heaven like when we come down to get into a body part of us stays home you know and so um the same like if you have pets now and you you're having a life between life uh, uh, session and you, you, you can actually see the soul parts to your pets that are currently in your life. And you can ask them how you're doing as a pet owner. And I, we had one we laughed about last week was one of my clients. Uh, she has two dogs. She loves them both. Uh, but on the other side, she was able to talk to the soul parts of their self and ask how she was doing. And the other one was pleading for her to have more lap time. You know, saying you give so and so more lap time than me, and I just I need more lap time, just like you give him. And she laughed about that. She says, "Oh God, that's so true." She says, "I kind of been favoring <laughs> one over the other a little bit," you know. So, um, you know, uh, um, uh, Natasha, what about uh, in the research we've done? We ha I don't recall if we've really done much as far as uh, finding out from the cats if they sometimes reincarnate back with their same owners again. I mean, I've heard people say yes. that they thought that that happened, yes. and I, I, I have, I have had people when they talk to their pets on the other time realize they've been with that pet many lifetimes. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and, that, that, and, and it can be cat to dog. It could right. be, it could be, it, it's not, and it could be even. I mean, I know for me that I've chosen to be an animal at, at some point in my soul's journey, and so with that, that uh, that we can interface and and guy, I'm so glad that you said that. Um, and thank you uh, that um, the strong yeah. person can cry and break. Yes, because uh, that's um, come on, go down. That there, there's those 
those moments where, and people think the vulnerability, and that's the thing is when we're choosing our jobs and, and, you know, walking into a job for the first time, you know, and it, we have to be vulnerable to say, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to do, I don't know everything. And uh, that it, it's one of those things that as we go and, and, you know, Mike, um, you were saying that, that um, she had a, a, a difficult, um, <laughs> she had a difficult personality, but cared for others, uh, cared about others. Yes. So your cat had a difficult, that sometimes I think that, that um, souls come down as cats just so they can be a little bit difficult. You know, it, it gives them a permission to be um, their own, their own being. It's an independence that a lot of people can't have in, in our human form or in a dog form. A lot of times there's a, there's a strength that cats have. So it, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting dance to be a cat. And so I think that's where a lot of souls down as cats once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Animals are a very, very special part of, uh, of people's lives. And what, what I would say, once you get over, the grieving and once you get it kind of handled that way since you're a, a pet lover there's probably another animal out there somewhere that could use your love and use your attention so don't hesitate mm -hmm. to get another cat or you know get a dog or a parrot or something you know because people i've noticed how some people just seem to be pet people and they're and the and it's so beautiful when you see that that equal love between the pet and the and the owner you know Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that way other people are not, you know, some people go, God, I would never have a dog or I would never just like, you know, some people want kids. Some people don't want kids. You know, I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot of, it's a lot of responsibility there. Uh, exactly. But, and, and too, you know, that's the thing is, is that a lot of us think that our jobs in life are about our ones that we make money and it's not. Yeah. Sometimes the jobs in our life are, are, um, or to be with an animal. Sometimes it is to be a good friend. Sometimes it is that process. And, and, you know, sometimes we don't make money at that, but then that's our job is to, yeah. to be someone that is, and, you know, like for me, I am who I am, my calling, and that's my job, my calling. And I can do that, you know, sitting on the couch as well as, you know, doing a session with someone or doing my day job or the, my morning job because it's just in the mornings, you know, you know, working at the elementary school because I, me being dyslexic, I love to support kids with dyslexia. So that's my other calling. And so with that, that, you know, it's that process of moving forward and, and, you know, we, it would be wise of us to take the label off of what do I do to how am I doing it? And then that creates a job that creates the calling that creates a lot of these things. And, you know, like Katie who was on, you know, I wish she was still on cause this is now coming to me that, uh, that, you know, she may have been called to be a, um, uh, someone, uh, you know, who does the um, counseling or does the, the ambulances and stuff, the paramedics, that's the word I was looking for. But at the same time though, she might be stepping back and supporting those people that are those things. You know, she might need to be, a, she might be called to be a counselor for those people, you know? And so with that, you never know what, what journey we're supposed to go down. So if I can tell anybody anything right now is follow breadcrumbs, 
the metaphorical breadcrumbs yes. in life. You know, because of the fact that there's so many opportunities out there right now and we don't know what doorway the universe wants to walk through. And even if the doorway doesn't look like the one we like, it might lead us to the exact thing that we were called to do. Yeah. So listen <laughs> so to maybe, the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Listen uh, to the breadcrumbs. That, that inner guidance. As a matter of fact, if you especially it's important to start a spiritual life. Meditation is great. Uh, you know, when all these 70,000 people on the other side, when they ask what's the best spiritual practice to keep connected to the other side so that you can, you know, you know, life can be better. And the guides on the other side always say meditation. So that's really, really important. Um, uh, but, a follow, you know, uh, like with me in my early 20s, I opened myself up to working with guides. And so um uh, there would be these little miracles that would happen, like when I'm trying to think about what's my job going to be or something, something would happen and I would go, oh, that's kind of a coincidence or interesting. And then something would happen again. Then the third time it happened, I go, OK, I, I see I, my intuition says I got to go here. But it took me from see, I started out as a newspaper boy and then um, and then I got married and became a door to door salesman, started my own door to door company. And I went from that to being a real estate broker. And then I, I had a comp real estate company. And I actually gave that up to become a professional clown. <laughs> so, <laughs> you did. so, and that led me to being a ventriloquist and a magician and a mime and a juggler and um, learned all those skills. And then I became a fake motivational speaker for corporations, getting paid big money to come in, pretending to be somebody that was just a ruse, you know, that the trick that the company was playing on their employees. And and then I did Company Roast. And then I went to Hollywood. We became a, a, a Screen Actors Guild actor for 12 years. Uh, and um, and then um, all of a sudden that, you know, got the inner guidance to go to Mexico, live for a couple of years and wrote books and and uh, and became a hypnotherapist of all things. Um, uh, and then that being coming a hypnotherapist led me to being a life between lives therapist. So when I look back at all the things that happened, if you saw my whole story, the, all the pieces finally came together for what my main life's mission is, and that's to do the work that I'm doing now. But I couldn't have done that without having lived, uh, you know, in a sense, I saw the funny side of life, or the, and then I got to start seeing the serious side of life, you know, the, the, uh, the pains and the sufferings of the world. And that combination of that kind of well made me more well-rounded to understand human beings and and uh personalities you know and you know understand life a lot more so just follow, like you say follow the breadcrumbs you know uh, the main thing is if you're looking for a job even if it's not the one you think you like take any job because that just going forward that's going to lead you to something it's going to lead exactly. you exactly okay yeah exactly and mike i'm so sorry i know that um he he um he said that um the vet stop oh, yeah. CPR. Yeah. And and that's that's so hard when we're at the end. I've I've watched almost all my animals pass and and I supported them through that process and it it was never easy and, and it's such a primal moment towards the end of watching anybody pass. Um anything pass. It it's such yeah. a primal moment and it's such a moment of, of um my love is with you. You know, it, it's not an easy thing to go through when you're when you're watching someone, something, something dear to us, someone dear to us, um, to pass. And and it, it's, yeah, yeah. 
No words. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard I've, to find words. I've been asked for a couple of clients to be with them when they had to put their animals down because of illnesses and things. And uh, uh, me just being there with them and um, uh, I was glad that I got to be there with them. But just seeing how difficult that it is, I really feel for him because I know I can sense what he's feeling right now, too. Uh, yeah, just, it's just not it's not it's, easy. Yeah. And, you know, and when we get pets, we know that more than likely we're going to outlive them because pets don't generally live to be as long as us humans. So we, we just kind of bury that back and not think about it, you know, but we know that it happens. Uh, and but when it does happen, still, it's it's uh, it's very, very shocking. And the tears and everything that come that just that's good. It shows that love that you the bond that you had with that other soul, you know. So, uh, you know, welcome that and, and feel good about that. The fact that you have those feelings because that showed that you had a genuine loving connection there, you know, something mm -hmm. that was of value. You're so welcome. You're so welcome, Mike. It's not, it's very much not easy and, and, you know, it's so raw and it's not, you know, grief is one of those things that doesn't matter who it's for. You know, I've had someone who, you know, was a, a a son and you know never met his father and found out his father passed or his blood father passed and like people are telling me i shouldn't be grieving i said oh you should be grieving because it's not necessarily you you never had a relationship so even if you're grieving the image of what you wanted with this man you know the image of who you wanted to be with this man you're grieving that and that's just as well as grieving someone who you you know had a lifetime with it it, it doesn't yeah. matter what it's labeled it, it grief is grief and just love yourself through this process my um yeah. mike love yourself through this process because it's not it, easy and here's something that w was an awakening for me when i was in my 20s or 30s and i i met this uh master this teacher that was just this amazing spiritual human being i mean just as loving as you can imagine and even though we had this great knowledge of knowing that you know we're just souls here in this body temporarily we're going to go back home where which mm -hmm. is our true home um i was surprised to see him shedding tears when somebody died i'm thinking well hey you know they're just over there and they're okay so why are you grieving you know and he just said that's not the way it works you know because we're human beings and we have this connection and feeling even though you know that they're okay even though you know that there's an afterlife and everything that you're going to be with them again in a in a, in a blink you know, because life's so short, um, we still grieve when we're detached from things or people we love. You know, there's that 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 something when they're not in our close proximity, in a sense. You know, so yeah, it's um, the physical touch. It's the it's the hearing. It's, it's the touching. Yeah. It's the it's the smelling. It's the it's the, all those things that that bring it forth. And and that's the thing is is that you know when we're changing jobs and we're changing things. It can hit us like grief, like every other thing. And so when yes. we're in the midst of big changes, job changes, you know, going from being at home to having to work because now I have to pay my bills, you know, being the goal of being retired and then having to go back to work again because yeah. there's just not enough money. There's the grief that's in that process. And, but we, we, there's a ways of negotiating that grief and, and, and moving forward through the process. And, and many times it's having that conversation with self, you know, sorry, body, sorry, minds, sorry, spirit, sorry, um, uh, goals that I had, 
that this is not working out the way I wanted it to, but yet I can, I can move forward and let's work together to get there and, and pick your, pick everything up and persevere through. Sometimes we can get there and we can find the joy. We can have joyful moments and it's in that perception. You know, there's people who, who find that they just don't, want to sit on the couch and retire so they go and be hostess at let's say target or 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 walmart and people go why are you doing this and it's like because i'm greeting people i'm talking with people i'm yeah. i'm i'm bringing joy to people and so they've changed their intention they change their perception they change and that's the thing is is that if we're in a job we don't like how much do we wake up in the morning and dislike where we're going so start changing your perspective a little bit when you first wake up. You know, I'm okay, body. We know we're not a morning person, but we're going to get up and we're going to say, I'm grateful for this job. I'm going to say, first off, I'm grateful for this job. And then I'm going to say, I'm grateful that I can actually eat breakfast. This is me personally. I'm grateful I can eat something before I walk out the door. I'm grateful that, oh, I remembered my water today. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for, oh, look at that. There's a rainbow this morning as I'm driving to work. Thank you. You know, so finding gratitude as you go forward, it's amazing how you can walk differently into a job that you really hate. Oh yeah, and it's um, it's amazing how when we sit differently in our job in our being, find gratitude. It's amazing how the people around us start changing. It is, and again, that bumper sticker, boy, how you've changed since I've changed. You know, uh, and you, you're right, Natasha, because you can turn, um, you know, before leaving a job, just because you having trouble with the people that you're working with. What I would do first is see if there's some way that you can change yourself to, to, to change the situation rather than expecting them to change. And uh, one spiritual exercise that works really good is, is um, just as you're walking into work, you're walking under the doorway to yourself. You just say, bless this day and those I serve, you know, mm -hmm. as you walk through the door, it puts your, it just, it sets the tone instead of walking through like, Oh, I'm going to see that bastard again that's going to be oh god that guy that pisses me off today you know instead of going in there going you know bless this day you know you got this guy that's mean to you you know under your under your breath you just tell him you love him you know i love you i love you even though you're being an asshole right now you know exactly you, you know, i i you, have you a mantra change. i'm asking for healing on this i'm asking for healing on this i'm asking for healing on this so i love you i love you i love you i'm asking for healing on this because you know that's again you know regan i love the mantras because it's like it, yeah. it helps us work through what's going on yeah, it's a change in perspective. Um, and just the short version I'll, I'll give again of a, a, a client that I helped to go to the other side to find out why she was in a relationship. Well, the, the, one of the three doctors that would come in during the week was very cruel to her all the time, so much so she would have panic attacks before going to work. And she didn't know why, because she'd never done anything to this person at all. She didn't even really know him. And he just was cruel. And it made it ho horrible for her on those days when he would be there. So in, in a deep trance, you know, we, she went to a past life and she went to heaven. She's there and we got her before the guides. And she says, why am I having such a trouble with this guy? I've never done anything mean to him. And they said, you were very cruel to him in another lifetime. And that's all that they said. Well, she came back and with that knowledge, she didn't actually do anything, talk to him or anything. But she says from that day forward, he was never mean to her ever again. 
you know, and she was able to go to work and it'd be okay. Something happened energetically where she had this understanding. I think she changed and, you know, boy, how mm-hmm. you've changed since I've changed, you know? And, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, so a lot of times there's reasons, you know, and sometimes the reasons people hate retirement is it's not the job they miss. It's the people that they miss that are mm-hmm. in their job, you know, and all of a sudden they're not around their friends anymore or they're, they're not around these people. And, you know, it's like they, all your friends just came up and came to the door and said, Hey, I'm moving away. Bye. Moving away. Bye. Moving away. And you go, Oh my gosh. You know? So, um, you know, that's why, even if you just want to take a job as a greeter at Walmart, nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, and we talk about that as it's a low job, but it's, it's what a great job to have to smile. You know, just imagine standing there welcoming people and smiling at them all day, you know, saying something nice to people. I mean, that's a, it's a great job, you know? So, um, but not, not everybody it? fits in it. And that's the thing is we got to really right. check in with ourselves. Is this something I can live with? Is this something that I can live with? And if it's something you can live with, then try it. You know? Yeah. Try it a, out a little bit to see where it leads you. You're right. There's nothing wrong with trying a job. You can always, you know, just because you start a job doesn't mean that you can't quit it in six weeks if you don't like it. You know, uh, and I tell people sometimes, this is, well, I took that job and I hated it. And I says, well then you're getting closer to finding the job that you like because you've just found another kind of job you don't like. So you don't have to search in that field anymore. You know, so sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's trial and error. Before I forget, there's a book that's probably still in print that you can still get it. It's good to read. It says, do what you love. The money will follow. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a great book about finding what your passion is. Don't worry about becoming a billionaire. You may become a billionaire in doing what you love. But the main thing is to be happy in what you're doing in the universe. When you're truly doing the work that you love to do, somehow the universe will provide enough money for you to pay the bills and to have an, a, a happy, happy life, you know. Um, so Exactly, exactly. And, and, and Mike's talking about his cat and um, about how, you know, she had this kind of cruel personality. But then she brought a mouse into the, to the kitchen and, he, and the, the cat, you know, Buffy was not um, cruel to the mouse, but then uh, took her to a um, poor cast uh, psychiatrist and said that she was borderline psycho- uh, psychopath. <laughs> you know, that sounds like a cat. That just yeah. plain old sounds like a cat, That's, a personality uh, yeah. of a cat. So, um, yeah, she she was she was meant to show you that you can be strong in the midst of somebody having a personality is what I'm getting yeah. to. So yeah. it's not about what her personality was. It's about what her personality was with you and what did she teach you? How did she support you? How did you support her and what did you learn from it? So if you can look at that, Mike. So I do hope I, we had, you know, here again was another time when technology, we should talk about perseverance one of these days because yeah. our world with this technology stuff lately has been something that we've had to persevere through. Yeah. And Mercury and retrograde or not. <laughs> yep. You're well, more than welcome, Mike. Yeah. I'm glad Keep you're it, hey, and, and Mike, um, you know, uh, we're on every uh, four o'clock every Monday. And then Natasha has her own show at Wednesday at four. Uh, so, you know, when, when you have it's that's California time or West coast time, whatever time it is there with you now. Pacific Standard uh, Time. Yeah. So chime in and uh, as time goes by, let us know if you're able to get another cat or 
you know, uh, you know how you're doing with your grief. Okay. And watch for your cat to pop into your dreams or something too, because, you know, that's one way that souls from the other side, uh, it's a very common way communicate. That, that they communicate, you know, it might be, it's, and that's because that's when you're really, really relaxed and, and it's, you're going to be more accepting of that kind of little miracle happening, you know? So maybe uh, your cat will come to you that way, you know, or some, in some other way that you'll go, Oh my gosh, that's my cat telling me that she's okay. Uh, you know, that way. So, uh, <clears throat> So I guess our time is about up, right? It is. It is. Amazingly so. I know. It goes so It's funny. That's like sometimes we start out a little slow, but then the, then it just gains momentum. And then we're talking about all this great stuff uh, to, and it, it helps us and other people. So it's wonderful that way. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, it's uh, visit the afterlife there on the screen.com. I'm one of the 250 uh, certified therapists with the Newton Institute trained and helping people achieve a deep state of trance whereby you go, you go to a past life, see yourself pass away, turn around, there's your guide or angel, you get to go to heaven for a few hours and get answers to questions you've, you've prepared ahead of your session. Um, go to your soul group, which are souls that you normally incarnate with and kind of have a little bit of homecoming. And there's about six other stations, different places we've discovered in the afterlife. Uh, they've opened a little portal for people to get a glimpse it's just a glimpse of heaven, but enough to, to where you're going to find out that you have a purpose, you have a mission in life, that you're loved beyond belief, and that you have a, a, your own angel or guide that's watching out for you. Uh, and I also do regular therapy over Zoom and everything, too, for fears, phobias, po post-traumatic stress, uh, even as something simple as stopping smoking and losing weight, you know, can be done very easy. Hypnosis can be done. It's just so easy for 90% of people. So anyway, and Natasha, I know you're at angelicclarifications.com and, mm -hmm. uh, and tell people just to, you know, I want to tell one thing she does excellent now too. She's a very, she's a feng shui expert. My, my office, she, she visited me, changed my office around and I've never felt better in that office in all these years. So I really think about that. Thank you every day for that. She just has this knack for knowing how things should be to be set up in the best way to have the best energy. So you feel good in your space. So, but uh, go ahead, Natasha, tell them about your. Thank you. Yes. It's one of my, it's one of my, it's one of my skills. hats. Cause I, I love tuning in. And that's one thing that, that with me doing feng shui, and this is what I love to do is tune into the energies, tune into the energies of who's sitting in front of me doing a private session or a feng shui session or house clearing or, anything it's about because you know regan it wasn't about tuning into your office tuning into your energy tuning oh, okay. into the room's energy tuning into the house's energy <laughs> turning into the land's energy wow. and and when, when you work in with all that it it brings into the attunement to where things really want to be and you know things can be changed you know it's not necessarily because it's our physical being our physical knowing but that's the thing about life and, and doing sessions with someone and, and having a session with someone. It's, it's, it's amazing the gift that can come forward, just being with someone to guide, to, to support them moving from one spot in their life to the next. Cause that's one thing that I'm really noticing. People are going through grief and, and emotions. And there's this doorway of, of a lot of uh, planets in retrograde right now that are triggering a lot of our, our young child 
you know, I've had uh, people around me lately who've been very sentimental and coming back to memories that have happened in different times in their life. And, and it's triggering a lot of things to, to move forward. And sometimes we don't know how to move forward. And I love to help people with that. So yeah. with that, I'm a medium, intuitive um, guidance, life coach. I am very much into the energies of the now and helping people work through. And, and the one thing, the mantra right now that I can give to anybody to help is I'm asking for healing on this. I'm asking for healing on this. And Mike, I'm, I'm asking for healing on this as you walk through your grief. Because of the fact that when I ask for healing on this, I'm asking for your guides, your angels, your your power, your higher power, whoever you choose to believe in, to guide and, and add some healing for your grief that you're going through. Yeah. Uh, Good luck to you, Mike. Yeah. So, so I think Fluffy became angry when she stepped on a wasp and had to have her foot amputated. Yes. Oh. Wow. Yes. Yes. A lot of animal. A lot of us don't deal with change very well, and so that's she had her own grief. She had her own grief. But it's time for us to go. Regan, it's so nice to have you back again. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm back from Mexico, going back home to um, tomorrow up to San Francisco. You know, I've got a life between life session this Saturday, and and uh, after they have a. A session from a life between life client that I'm helping in regular therapy now just to deal with some issues. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, be a busy week. Yeah. yeah. Well, blessings to you on this journey and know that we are both open for sessions um, and with um, the full intention of being here for you and to support you. So you can go to both of our websites. I'm angelicclarifications.com and he is visittheafterlife.com. Blessings all. We are here. Um, and this show will be on um, uh, yeah, podcast. There we go. That's the word I was missing. Um, shows are going now on podcasts, and you can reach those at any um, podcast station. Uh, Life Clarifications with Natasha is what it's called. So blessings, everyone. See you on Wednesday and next, next Monday week. at 4 Pacific time. Bye now. Bye.